the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the show. This is Josh Thompson, pastor at Legacy City Church. I'm here with a good friend, Jason Martin, and we are talking about how we can take back California. And I want to remind you, it is the day before the recall of our governor, so be sure to get out and vote in person today. And uh, just before the break, we were talking about practical steps, uh, how to turn the culture uh, to the Lord Jesus and how to reform this culture. Um, we, we had talked through the importance of discipling our families. We talked about the importance of not taking in uh, really secular media, really limiting that and being sure we're not washing our minds too much in this. We start to think that way and believe that way. Uh, thirdly, to get around like-minded believers, show great hospitality, invite people over to your homes, build friendships and community with people who will encourage you in doing the same. And uh, we've, we've, we've been taking our time walking through these steps. I think they're very helpful and very practical in ways that we can apply to our lives right now and actually see results, planting seeds for the future. And uh, so, Jay, you were, this is number four we were looking at, I think. Yeah, and I'm just kind of uh, surveying. There's a lot, uh, a lot of points here, um, but I'm kind of uh, highlighting the ones that are you know, that stand out the most to me. Um, Before we dive into it, I should add, uh, we are going to be taking phone calls and questions this hour. And so if you are just tuning in or you've been listening uh, with us for a while, here's the number. I want you to write it down. Uh, pull out your phone there, pull out a pen, uh, paper, and write this down. Give us a phone call. We would love to talk with you a bit more about this, answer any questions you might have. The number is 888 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Two five five seven. One more time. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. And uh, we'd love to hear all kinds of uh, comments and questions. Um, are you planning on staying in California or leaving, and why? Let's talk about it. Are you voting to recall Newsom or not? Let's talk about it. Um, we got lots of things to talk about. If you'd like to comment on some of the things we've worked through in this last hour, we'd love to hear from you as well. But we are kind of talking through step number four here of practical ways that we can take back California. Yeah. And another one to focus on uh, in the church would be gathering and training the men. Um, You know, now, obviously, I don't want to be uh, I don't want to come off as sexist or anything like that. Like we're like, it's not important to train women, but predominantly the men are, are the are the movers and shakers. They're the leaders of their family. So it's very important that in the church, uh, they're taking initiative to train men. So uh, gathering the men in the church and training them in these things and helping to mold and shape the way that they think. Uh, That way, when they go into their uh, workplaces and into their places in the world, that they can start to uh, affect change uh, by the way that they live and by the things that they do and their worldview. Uh, if that makes sense. Yeah, I've heard statistics that um, it's something like 80% of uh, those incarceration, those in prison, uh, are from fatherless homes mm. where dads are not involved, they're not invested. Great point. Um, I've also heard that um, if the father does not go to church, 
um, it is something upwards of uh, the majority of the time the children will not go to church. Mm. But if the mother goes to church and the and the again the father does not go to church, um, even then it is a lot less likely that the children will go to church. They will follow their dad for some reason. And it's something in us, it's something in our design, and we see it play out in society. There are a lot of people with father issues and daddy problems, let's be honest and real. We have a fatherless society, and we have a lot of families and young people falling apart because dads are not engaged, and uh, we need this more than ever. And so, uh, please, churches, raise up godly women, godly mothers, godly wives, but do not neglect ministering to the men. Take time to train the men. Um, you know, we throw an event and, uh, you know, guess who shows up? It's like 80% women. It's like, where are the mm. men? Women are always showing up, always seem to be a bit more spiritual and focused on church. More than ever, brothers, we need to be in church. We need to be in fellowship. We need to be with the brotherhood. We need to be being built up and challenged and encouraged. And so um, I think that is a beautiful, practical step. Absolutely, absolutely. Um Another one that we want to really emphasize, and this is uh, this is a bit of a controversial one, um, and that's to get uh, involved in local government. It's important for the church, for the people, uh, the body of Christ, to be involved in civics. It's a high calling. It's not something that Christians ought to shy away from. And we hear quite often uh, this 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 phrase it's become very popular in the secular culture, and that's the the infamous uh, separation of church and state. And uh, a lot of people hear this phrase and they're led to believe um, that it's constitutional in nature. That that separation of church and state is found somewhere in our constitution or somewhere um, in, in a founding document uh, like the Declaration of Independence. Uh, but come to find out, it's found nowhere uh, in in any founding document, certainly not in the Constitution, certainly not in the Declaration. Um, so this idea of separation of church and state that, that uh, they use to beat Christians over the head with, um, where does that actually come from? Well, uh, it was written uh, from Thomas Jefferson uh, in a letter to the Danbury Baptist Association. Uh, during that time— um, the the um, uh, Great Britain had nationalized religion, and that was one of the great tyrannies that the colonists were trying uh, to flee from. Uh, but there was a uh, a rumor going around in the colonies uh, that the Danbury Baptists inquired with Thomas Jefferson, who was president at the time, that um, the church would be nationalized once again in the colonies. And uh, they were worried about this because they wanted to practice their religion freely. So Thomas Jefferson wrote a letter back to the Danbury Baptists assuring them that they did not need to worry and that there was a wall of separation between the church and the state. Mm. The wall of separation was erected to protect the church from government tyranny, not the other way around. It didn't prohibit the church from being involved in the civic arena. So Christians need to know their history. They need to know these things. Um, when they're engaging in the culture, because we shouldn't be shying away from the civic arena. So start at the local levels. Get involved in your local government. Um, you know, run for city council if you can. Uh, just be involved, because the Christian worldview needs to infiltrate the culture in every single facet. Yes. And it's, you know, we're always waiting for somebody else to do it, right? Yeah, somebody else do that. And somebody else is going to do it, and that's exactly what's been happening and not everybody can do it, but we need people to 
take these positions. We need people to step in. Somebody is going to step in and they are going to influence in, in whatever way their w- worldview holds. And so we need to get Christians in these places as well. Why wouldn't we? We need Christians in, just as you said, Jay, every facet of society. If you're just tuning in, this is Josh Thompson from Legacy City Church. I'm here with Jason Martin. We're answering the phones. And uh, if you'd like to call in and uh, like to talk with us or uh, have a question or a comment, we'd love to spend some time with you. The number is 888-528-2557. Again, the number is 888-528-2557. And uh, we'd love to hear, are you planning to stay in California or are you leaving and why? Or uh, and, and also, are, are you voting to recall Newsom or not? We'd love to talk more about this. Uh, please give us a call again, 888-528-2557. Um, we talked about the importance of getting in to local government. Jay, what are the high places in society, the major places of society we need to influence with the gospel? You're talking earlier, uh, we've talked about government, but um, what about academia? What about the importance of school and um, other places that we can start to infiltrate? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, universities, academia, um, you know, it's almost uh, to a point where it feels irredeemable. It feels like, Mm. you know, in order for the church to take hold in academia, it needs to be completely torn down and redone again. Um, So, you know, really on this list here, um, another point would be to um, not only start businesses, but to start schools. Um, Christians ought to take the initiative to really uh, start a school, uh, start start um, you know educating people, and what that looks like. I mean, that's a that's a monumental task, right. but uh, that's something that I, I think Christians ought to be taking the initiative to do. We need people out there that are ready and willing to do these things. Start businesses, get involved at local government levels. Um, Minister, uh, wherever you're at, in whatever facet, whatever place of your workplace, start businesses. Mm. Um, We need influence in society. I mean, praise God for Chick-fil-A, right? Right. I mean, my gosh, you know, closed on Sunday and uh, and they're still prospering. (laughs) And but we need more of this in and out. The same thing. We need more businesses that are are Christ centered, are God glorifying. But it, it is it is also helping society. It is bringing forth uh, something that is helping society. And I think sometimes we kind of sit back as Christians and think that we are to compartmentalize our Christianity over here in the corner, away from the rest of the world. And we need to actually let our business, we need to actually let our education and the school system, we need to let our places of government be impacted by what we believe. We cannot just simply hold on uh, to these beliefs and then not share them or not live them out or allow them to impact our neighbor and our workplace. The best thing we could ever do is actually use these opportunities of local government, of starting a business or starting a school, and let's do this to actually minister and impact thousands of people across the land. And this is, again, very practical ways how we see society uh, change quickly. Uh, we've got a caller coming in right now. Um, if you're just tuning in, we're going to be taking phone calls. Uh, the number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. And we'd love to hear from you. Are you planning on staying in California or leaving? We'd love to hear why. And uh, are you voting to recall Newsom or not? Let's talk about it. We have uh, Todd on the call. He's calling from Huntington Beach. Hey, Todd, are you there? 
Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, my question, well, for one, I'm I'm for the recall of Newsom because I think that basically he goes by his own narrative, closes shops down, but keeps his open, which is totally wrong. Hmm. The other thing is, is just like um, you, you were mentioned getting into student cal- or the city council, and we've seen that happen in Huntington Beach with Tito Ortiz, and he basically got pushed out because his narrative didn't line up with their narrative. Wow. So how do you combat that? It's a great question. Yeah, Jay, you want to jump in? Yeah, well, really, um, you know, something I had mentioned earlier, Todd, is that is that conservatives tend to fight until they lose, right? But the radical left, they fight until they win. They find a way. They fight, they scratch, they claw, they don't give up. It's almost as if they don't sleep. Well, conservatives, uh, they need to start taking on more of that ethic, more of that mentality, but they need to turn it for good. We need to be relentless in what we do. If we lose, we need to dust ourselves off. We need to get back up and we need to go for it again. And we need to keep doing it until we win uh, because there's just no other way. It's a fight. It's a battle to the death, really. And if we don't fight and we don't put up a, a, a good fight, we're never going to take any ground. And and um, when I reflect on the apostles, if they were just to give up, you know, after they went to a city and just lay down and say, well, they outlawed the gospel, I guess we can't minister anymore. I got arrested. I got stoned the other day, not marijuana. Uh, they threw rocks at him and uh, they beat Paul and they imprisoned him and he just kept moving forward. He kept charging forward. In Christianity, we are called to live a life glorifying God, and then to raise up the next generation, our children, to love and serve the Lord. And so if I don't get in, if my friends don't get in, let my kids get in, and we just keep on pushing forward with the gospel, I think it's when we get comfortable. Uh, maybe we do get pe- places, uh, people in places of power, and things kind of feel comfortable, and everybody's making money, and the economy's doing well, and the church is firing, and everybody's worshiping, and it's great. We start to kick back and say, hey, everything's okay. I don't need to keep pushing forward, but we need to keep pressing on and uh, keep ministering. We are not to let up. We are to be relentless in doing so. The Lord Jesus has called us to do so. Occupy until I return. Occupy all roads, all territories, all places. And uh, we want to do just that. Great question, Todd. Thank you for your comment. We really appreciate that. We've got another caller on the line that we're going to go to. If you're just tuning in and you want to uh, talk with us, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We'd love to hear if you're planning on staying in California or leaving and why, or if you're uh, voting to recall Newsom or not, and uh, or if you have a question, please call in. And we have Greg on the line. And uh, Greg, can you hear us? Sure. How you doing? Welcome me? to the show. I'm doing okay, thanks. Uh, thanks for taking the call. You're welcome. Um, I am absolutely for the recall. I don't have much choice but to stay in California right now. Mm. And uh, you hit on it on it topic that really is a huge hindenburg size issue with me Hmm. uh when you talk a little bit about the eschatology and how many times christians think they're hey they're they're getting in the lifeboat pretty soon so why even try um i got news for everybody if this recall doesn't work which i pray to god it does but if it doesn't things are going to come down hard and it's going to be probably miserable again Hmm. And uh, we, as Christians, we got to have an attitude of we're not only surviving, but we're going to survive in the ways you were talking about in terms of uh, 
spreading the word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could uh, it could come down the opposite direction, right? I mean, Newsom might not get recalled, and he could stay in power, and it could the hammer could drop. But guess what? We are not going to stop. We will be persistent in ministering and pushing forward with the gospel. We've got to. This is what Christ has called us to do. But um, you you brought up eschatology and really the view in which sometimes saying, well, the Lord might return today anyway, so forget this place. Let it all burn. We're out of here. Um, which we can't get wait to get out of here as well. We're excited to be with the Lord. We want to be in eternity with him. We long for that day. Come quickly, Lord Jesus, we pray. People get ready. Jesus is coming, we sing, right? <laughs> and uh, we want that. We believe in that. We do believe that he will return. But we aren't to just kick back on our lazy boy recliners until he returns. We are to be at work. We are to be ministering. We are to be making disciples. Uh, this is extremely important. And sometimes I think it's a people use it as a great excuse to just do nothing. And uh, it's really sad because this is what has brought us to this place today. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I can add to that. I think that you said everything perfectly. Yeah, you know, Greg, uh, again, great comment, great question. And um regarding end times. And the one thing that we need to remember, regardless of your eschatology, of what you believe the end times to look like and what is going to happen, one thing that predominantly all Christians agree on is that Jesus will return. As to when and how and what it looks like and all the rest, now that has been debated and we continue to do so. But I am telling you, let all of our views drive us to be at work when the master returns, to be putting our hand to the plow, planting seed, waiting for the harvest, preaching the gospel, calling people to repentance, making disciples in our homes, making disciples in our workplace, making disciples in our city, everywhere that we go. Let us have that mindset in view and to do that all the days of our life. Thank you for your comment, Greg. Really appreciate it. Uh, We are taking phone calls. If you're just tuning in, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I'm with my good friend Jason Martin. We're uh, talking about how to take back California. We'd love to hear from you. Are you planning on staying in California or leaving and why? And are you voting uh, to recall Newsom or not? Uh, Let's take a couple more calls here. Uh, We have Sean Sean on the line. Uh, Sean, can you hear us? I can. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Oh, I'm I'm good. You know, I yes, I'm voting for the recall. I was very undecided, kind of like I've already voted, but I was very undecided on who to vote for mm-hmm. because there were so many. Mm-hmm. There was so I many, so right? Many people that I was real, yes, that I was really I wasn't really familiar with. But also, I I believe that, you know, this fight is all the way to the dirt. Um, we have to get on one accord uh, as concerning as, as, a, as a body of Christ, which was so divided. You know, That's true. Um, I'm an African-American who is voting basically against the the common norms of the voting that we have been distilled and I believe brainwashed in. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, uh, we've had uh, different parties. I don't vote behind saying someone like us, you know, because I felt 
the demonstration of both parties, if you would say Republican and Democrat, had proven to me that none of them like us, but I tried to get in what is most close to my core values and just try to vote from there and just believe God, you know, because then when you get that, you know, you can go into many, many lanes and just nobody likes you if you really say, right. you know. Right. So, <laughs> so, but I think a revival or a conference where we could at least, like, I thought that was very good that was brought up. Like you said, okay, the Chick-fil-A, they don't work on Sunday. we got to get some, some strategies going on. Sean can, you hold, can, Sean, can you hold on real quick? We're going to go to break. We will pick up with you right where we left off. Thanks for holding. This is Pastor Josh Thompson from Legacy City Church. We'll be right back with some more calls. If you are just tuning in, this is Josh Thompson from Legacy City Church, and I'm here with Jason Martin answering the phones. want to remind you that... This is the day before the recall of our governor to be sure and get out and vote in person today. Yes, in Los Angeles, you can vote in person all through Southern California, all through California, really. You can vote today and tomorrow. Make sure you make it to the polls. But we are taking phone calls right now. And uh, again, if you're just tuning in, here's the number, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Call in with your questions, um, comments. Are you planning on staying in California or leaving and why you're doing that? And uh, we also love to hear if you're voting to recall Newsom or not. Uh, we were talking with Sean before we got off the line there. Sean, are you still on the line there? Can you hear us? Yeah, I can. All right. Thanks for staying on the line <laughs> I almost there. So- forgot that. <laughs> I almost forgot. You almost forgot. Okay, but so you you write that you're not sure if you're staying in California or not, huh? I'm I'm not. Um, I'm trying to come up with something that I think that is most uh, at best for the thinking. I believe in fighting the fight. Yes. But it's, it's... You've got to get people who are willing to fight. That's right. I'm I'm willing to do it all by myself. You know, I I really can't afford to leave. Right. However, if my job is at risk, I don't know what it's going to be after this election. Right. And how they're going to do the law however they want to do it and our civil liberties and all these different things. I'm seeking legal counsel now. Mm Um about this because they're they've already pushed so many people that 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 wouldn't have taken the vaccine or would wouldn't have they they're so afraid about losing their job yeah you I, know and once the fear is there it's hard you know it takes a person a lifetime to get fear off of them i right that's, right that's why yeah we um uh, the other day, I saw some solutions actually uh, with the, max- the vaccine mandate uh, coming down on companies of 100 employees or more. Um, one of the solutions that was posed, and I thought was interesting, was um, that if you if you are um, in danger or in fear of losing your job, 
Um, one of the best things you can do is find other like-minded people in your workplace. Go and talk with them. Talk with others in the workplace. Try to figure out where everybody's at. And if you find a large enough group within the company that is choosing um, to stand against this and not um, uh, not be for the mandatory uh, vaccine, um, that then you can get a lawyer and you can actually talk with the company and start the conversation. If there's enough employees with inside that will also stand together. You you had pointed out it's difficult to stand alone. You're right. It is very difficult to stand alone. And that's uh, part of the problem is that we have not been in community and been spending time with each other and said we're divided and we're not organizing together ways that we can actually um, – let people know that we are standing up. You may be standing up, but it's we're being silent. And so we have to start talking to other people about this. We have to start figuring out if there's other people in our workplace who are willing to make a stand. And then we should get a lawyer and we should uh, start to go to court to try to figure this out because um, we know they, they are not allowed to do this. They cannot do this. And um, they are uh, breaking the law at a very high level. And I'm hoping this goes all the way to the Supreme Court. We will see. But uh, we do hope, Sean, that you stay in California. If you can't, we understand if the Lord leads you somewhere else. But uh, we hope and pray that many like you will choose to stand here in this place in the gap for the next generation, for our children and our children's children to be able to worship here in this state, uh, worship the Lord, and, uh, and really turn this state back in the right direction. We have a couple more calls. If you're uh, just tuning in and you'd like to call in, uh, the number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We'd love to hear from you. Are you planning on staying in California or leaving, and, and why? And uh, are you voting to recall Newsom or not? Um, we have Michelle on the line uh, in Sherman Oaks. Michelle, can you hear us? I can. Hey, Michelle, how you doing? How Welcome to the you? show. Good, thank you. Good, good, good. Well, I'm actually personally personally acquainted with you and um you know used to attend your church and i'm still in fellowship with people who are awesome so god bless you josh thank you michelle i appreciate that thank you thank you for your stand and for always like holding true to the word of god i mean you know that's what your whole thing is the word of god is a double-edged sword this will change you i will not you know but his word will absolutely yep so you're spot on josh and um I just wanted to say that, yes, I'm voting on the recall, and I plan on hopefully being raptured soon, bro. So, you know what I mean? As far as staying in California, yes. I don't want to stay on this planet. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. I do know what you're saying, yes. But until... And, um, I think I... Hmm? I was, no, go ahead. What will you do until then? Um, you know what? I'm going to keep just spreading the gospel to people, Amen. and I think I sent you an email recently... Um, of someone who was speaking to seminary students, and I know where your heart, I just know your heart, you know, because I attended your church, I know you, so I can say this, you know, where I'm not just speaking out of the side of my neck, Mm -hmm. but your heart is so for the Lord, and you are so straight out of the Word of God, and that's why I was at your church, because Josh Thompson speaks the Word of God, and nothing else has that authority, but what I'm going to do until then is beg people beg people just to accept the invitation to the banquet that we've been offered Mm -hmm. because you know how miserable it's going to be here i mean it's pretty bad now you know and the church is under judgment we're under judgment i don't think we you know the elohim can turn the the state around but we cannot and if we're under judgment that's from god almighty 
And quite frankly, we deserve it. However, his kindness, his grace, his love, his mercy, you know, for his bride, he, you know, just like you are with Katie, you know, for your bride, you do anything. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's for the people who will not be able to see through the deception that that we're in of, of Second Thessalonians, right? A great deception, and people buy it. It's like crazy. So it's like time to say, I'm begging you. I'm just begging you. He does not want you to perish, but he will not take you dirty. And and you've preached that many times in your church because I was there. Yeah, we are uh, we are doing our best to call people to repentance and to turn people to the Lord. And uh, you said an interesting phrase that we are under a sort of judgment from God. Um, that's an interesting one, Jay. What do you think? You know, you know, I think that that's a great observation in a lot of ways. Uh, I think that um, that we are under God's judgment in a lot of ways because God's not going to tolerate sin and wickedness. Uh, you know, uh, running rampant. I mean, I think that we've seen, um, you know, what is it, uh, uh, 50 million babies murdered via abortion in mm-hmm. this nation um, over the last uh, several decades. And God's not going to turn a blind eye to that. Um, and that's why it's so important that the church cry out to him mm-hmm. and to beg for God to move and to do something rather than sitting and waiting um, and almost developing a sense of complacency in doing so. Um, you know, I, I'm reminded of Second Chronicles 7.14. It's a popular verse, but it's one that really applies here. And that's, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. And the church needs to be the catalyst to doing this. Um, we need to see the churches open for prayer, um, and this is not something that we see too often. Uh, prayer meetings often, you know, garner a, a very small crowd, maybe uh, uh, ten or less people in the in the smaller congregations, uh, maybe a handful in the larger congregations. But the prayer meetings ought to be what the most people show up for. Mm-hmm. Because if we truly believe this text mm. that's written in the Word of God, inspired by the Holy Spirit, then we would do it. Mm. But we need to believe it and we need to practice it. We need to do it. We need to turn to the Lord. That is for sure. The church needs to repent and turn to the Lord. This is believers as well. This is people who are already believing and walking with Christ, realizing that we have been so relaxed and complacent that we have allowed evil just to start to take over in all places of society. We just sat back and said, somebody else is going to do it. And this is part of that repentance. It's going to the Lord in prayer and saying, Lord, I'm sorry. That's me. I'm the one who has not stood up and taken time to move the ball forward for your kingdom. I'm the one who's not stood in the gap in the society and tried to minister. And, um, too often we're waiting again for the church leadership to do it. We're waiting for somebody else to do it. And I want to say more than ever, it is the saint's job. You are a chosen race. You are a royal priesthood. It is the calling of the priesthood to go and proclaim the excellencies who call, of, of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We are called to do that. We are called to minister. And, um, you know, it's no wonder that we are under a form of judgment and that the Lord is allowing such things to happen. And it's no wonder that now the church is waking up. <laughs> oh, interesting. 
All of a sudden, God just says, okay, you want it this way? Let, let's allow it to go that way. And all of a sudden, the church starts waking up like never before. And, and the, the, the dead wood is cut off from the church. The tree is pruned, and boom, all of a sudden, fruit starts to come forth. And, you know, I'm reminded of something that uh, one of the great theologians, uh, John Calvin, said. Uh, he said, when God wants to judge a nation, he gives them wicked leaders. Wow. Right? So this is something that we need to really reflect on. Wow. We've got some more phone calls when we get back. This is Pastor Josh Thompson from Legacy City Church. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. Welcome to the show. This is Josh Thompson, pastor at Legacy City Church, and I'm here with Jason Martin. We're talking about how we can take back California today. And I want to remind you, it is the day before the recall of our governor. Be sure to get out and vote in person today or tomorrow. The polls are open, and uh, you can, again, walk in and vote right now in Southern California, all the way through California. Make sure you get out and vote today, and tomorrow is your last day. We're taking phone calls and having questions here, and we're talking about a couple of things. We'd love to hear whether or not you're planning on staying in California uh, or if you're going to leave and, and why, and whether or not uh, you voted to recall uh, our Governor Newsom or not. Uh, the phone number here, if you'd like to call in, is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We'd love to hear from you if you want to call in. Um, just before the break, we were talking about different ways that we can pray, and uh, you were sharing about that, Jay. Right. You know, uh, one of the previous callers had touched on uh, the fact that she believes that we're under the judgment of God in this nation, and I do think the, in many respects we are. And uh, I, I had said, uh, you know, uh, the great theologian John Calvin had said um, that when God wants to judge a nation, he gives them wicked leaders. Um so I think that many of us would agree that our leadership now is uh, is definitely left us wanting um, in many ways. And, um, you know, oftentimes when we pray, we pray for God to heal our land. We pray for God to do great things. But one thing that we need not shy away from that perhaps many people don't consider is a, a very specific prayer um, of praying for God to remove wicked leaders. Mm-hmm. Um that's something that we often see uh, in the Old Testament. Uh, there's a there's a, a term um, you may want to look up known as imprecatory prayers. Um, now, this is something that, that you can do uh, where you can essentially ask God to remove those wicked leaders, to move them out of the way. Um, you know, and we're, we're certainly not advocating harm for people, but what we are advocating is that the Lord would somehow, in some way, shape, or form, uh, get those leaders out and get righteous leaders in. Mm-hmm. It's what we need. Yes. Um, and that's why it's so important, again, that Christians continue to train, to gather, to rise up, to cultivate these ideas amongst one one another, because we need good people to get in there. We can't all flee, and we can't run for Texas or, or Idaho or these red states. Uh, some people need to stay here and, and do something. We yes. need to fight. Um, and I believe that that's what the Lord has called us to do. Yes. Amen. If you're just tuning in, we're taking phone calls. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Um, we have a couple waiting on the line right now, and so we're going to go to Brentwood here. We have Chris on the line. Chris, can you hear us? Yeah, yeah. Uh, very interesting show today. Thank you for thanks that. For, thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the show. 
You know, the difference between a rabble and an army is cohesive action. Mm. And I think that that has been uh, one of the most um, hamstringing issues of the Christian body mm. at large is we don't act in cohesive ways. Wow, you're right. Uh, we tend to be fractured, and even though everyone would have a pretty decent value, we don't act cohesively. And so, therefore, we're easy to ignore. Where the other side, they almost always act cohesive. Right. When those riots happened, boy, everybody was out on the street burning and looting and pillaging. Right. And, uh, they hit with a hammer blow. Um, I was, I've always thought that if we did something that would help to identify us as a people, as a political force in this nation, hmm. something like the first Monday of every month, we don't spend money. Don't spend money on anything. Not a boycott. Just drop out of the economy and see if we can create an economic hiccup that shows up to the economic powers of this land that gives us some form of identity. And maybe on that first Monday, instead of buying anything, we use it as a day to go out with a sign on the street or we act in some other cohesive way. One, one thing that's completely overlooked is take 10 bucks out of your wallet and give it to a politician that needs the money to run mm. to represent you. Mm. How can they go if we don't send them? True. You know, we make, we make our political champions pay their own way almost all the way. Right. And I think if we had a rallying cry to act cohesively, everybody all at once on the same day, every month, one day a month, we might cause a ever-increasing thunderclap mm. all the way to Election Day. So it's not an ongoing thing. You do it all the way to the next presidential or the next midterm election and see if we can't show up cohesively. I think that's what... The political um, people that are watching the political forces, they're waiting for. That's what they're thankful for that we don't do. Yeah, you know, I think like a righteous rabble. I think really where that starts is in the pulpits. It's it starts in the pulpits because. The pastors are the catalysts, um, you know, who can lead the congregation in doing these things. And again, to use as a great example, uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs, where I uh, where I attend church, um, you know, Pastor Jack was instrumental in getting Larry Elder to run for office. Um, I mean, the the, the power behind uh, these things when when one man decides in boldness uh, to step out and to do what's right. And just imagine if there were 10 Jack Hibbs in Southern California doing what he does from the pulpit, um, what kind of a difference that would make. And if pastors everywhere would just take that mentality. I imagine what it would be like to have one Jack Hibbs that everybody was paying attention to, no matter what church you go to. Right. So that when he calls a play, we act like a team on the field, and we don't act like a mob in the stands. Totally, yeah, and that 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 is that is part of the problem, Chris. Gosh, great comment, mm-hmm. and um, I love the way you articulated that. Love the way that you broke it down, the pictures that you gave, because this is a problem with the church at large. We are fractured. We are not um, united as we should be, and so we don't move together, and we miss the opportunity to move together all the time. The blow is not with a sledgehammer. Um, it seems to be each one of us with our little hammer hitting away, trying to do our own thing. And uh, I've seen it. I'm telling you, I'm a pastor. I see it with other churches. Like you try to rally churches to come together and to do something together and to get 
uh, in one accord, like-minded, um, focused together on, on an agenda. It's very difficult to do. But um, man, uh, I'll tell you this. Behind the scenes, we have been talking about this for a little while, and this may be on the horizon, where we can start to go knocking on every single church door and pastor and just start saying, hey, we need to band together, we need uh, to come together, and we need to start leading our churches together. We may disagree on all of these things, and that's okay, but we got to unite in these one these these major things and start moving forward together. And I really do think we could turn back California. Gosh, great question. Thank you, Chris for uh, coming on the show today. We have Debbie here in LA. Um, Debbie, welcome to the show. Can you hear us? Um. Um, for the two questions asked, my answer were yes and yes. Yes to recall, which I already voted. Um, and yes, consideration for relocating. But that's a big decision, but definitely yes. Why? Um, I, I, Newsom hasn't demonstrated to me or convinced me that he's given concrete answers or motivation uh, in the right direction to correct the homelessness, the crime issue, maybe the gender expression, defunding the police, and um, uh, with the, the approach to COVID correction. Um, it, uh, I just uh, not happy with a lot of that. And I would rather, um, how should I say, I, I, I would rather be in a state that has stronger Christian values or not what we have in uh, California. And if I may take, may I uh, deviate a little bit and just share an experience I had sure. with the hospital? And so they, they, I went to urgent care because I, uh, I was feeling fatigue. And um, they, they, the original doctor who tested me didn't want to give me a COVID test, and I said, for peace of mind, can I have it? Mm. They did and came back and said I was positive. I got better within two weeks after quarantine. Another medical doctor assessed me. So I asked questions. I said, was it because of the Delta variant that I had COVID? We don't test for Delta variant. So I asked, then how come there are claims that due to the Delta variant mutation is causing an increase in COVID cases? They couldn't answer me. And I said, is it possible that I have the flu? And the doctor said, and this is Cedar sinai by the way, mm -hmm. uh, the doctor said the flu is completely gone. And I asked, well, if the flu is gone, why are there still flu shots required? But the symptoms are the same. Could it not be flu? Well, we don't know. The flu is gone. So I thought that was weird. Needless to say, I've been assessed by another doctor. I have no, I don't have COVID. Mm -hmm. I've been already assessed. Mm -hmm. What they did was tag my um, medical records for 90 days. So anyone looking at my medical records would see that I, quote, tested positive. The doctors claim they cannot remove it. Wow. And the medical records department, I just got off the phone <laughs> while I was waiting for you. Uh, be able to talk to you. Uh, they said we're not allowed to mark it, and we—they're not willing to take it away. So, say I apply for health insurance somewhere else, life insurance—that remains until about Christmas time. So, I'm only saying this uh, to alert public at large because yes. I've never experienced this. Right. And um, for individuals in California to ask questions. Yes, this is good. This is yeah. good. 
Debbie, thank you for sharing. Uh, we really appreciate the story and outlining that for those listening because we really do need to start thinking and uh, really actively moving forward on the offense, no longer just standing back in defensive mode. We have got to move forward in all levels, and we need people in the medical field as well to step up and to start ministering the gospel, preaching the truth, living in there as well. Jay, it has been a joy and blessing to talk with you today. Love you, brother. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a blessing. Thank you again, Josh. It's been a bit of great time. This is Pastor Josh Thompson from Legacy City Church. Thanks for listening today. God bless you, Jay. Uh, thanks for listening. God bless you guys. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.